0: This is the Hidden Wire podcast, episode five hundred and seventy nine. Ego: the ultimate aim of the ego is not to see something, but to be something. That is a quote by Muhammad Iqbal. Guys okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Hidden Wire podcast. Lee Mantlezi here, the host of the show. How are you? What are you up to? Hope you're well. Guys, today I am sharing a thought on ego. What is this ego thing they keep talking about? Well, that's what I hope to analyze today in this solo rant, this off-the-cuff talk on ego. I hope you get some value from it, guys. For those of you who may be new to this episode, this this uh, segment, it's a chance for me to share a thought that I've been having, something that I've been reflecting on, thinking about, perhaps it's something that I've researched or written about, something that I'm just curious of and wanna share, and in purpose, I want to inspire, I want to educate, I want to assist others in living a life of greater freedom, fulfillment, and happiness. So today I am talking about the ego. Here is a quote by Neil deGrasse Tyson. If your ego starts out, I am important, I am big, I am special, you're in for some disappointments when you look around at what we've discovered about the universe. No, you're not big. No, you're not. You're small in time and in space, and you have this freedom frail vessel called the human body that's limited on earth. Interesting quote and interesting to put in perspective to the talk on ego. Guys, check it all out, thehiddenwire.com. Let me know what you think. You can connect with me there. Email is the best way. Second to that, Facebook messenger. Other than that, guys, check it all out. I am launching a new book soon, The Ultimate Life Map. Keep your eye open for that one. Talk soon. See ya. G'day and welcome to this episode. This episode is titled Ego. Ego is that little thing, that little three-letter word that we hear so often, and it's hard to understand what really the ego is. It's also hard to understand whether the ego is actually of any use to our life, of any purpose, of any benefit to the fundamental human need, the reason to survive, the reason to reproduce, I mean, what is this ego thing all about? So guys, that's what I want to talk about in this episode. I don't know how long I'm going to chat for today, but thank you, uh, first of all, for tuning in. I hope you are well, wherever you are in the world, and I hope your ego isn't taking control of your life. Now, I've written and read and researched this topic of ego uh, in some depth. I wouldn't say I'm an expert on understanding the ego, but certainly I have my thoughts. And I think actually, what I'd like to start this with is just awareness, awareness. And how do we become more aware? It's by taking the time to reflect, to be still, to sit in silence, to be in the moment. I think we can also become more aware just by learning and understanding and growing and progressing. So I think if we can read, you know, about these topics that we're curious about, the areas of our life that we'd really like to learn more about the areas that perhaps we'd like to improve on. In that form, I think we create a greater sense of awareness too. And I think a lot of this will lead to more wisdom and a freeing of our self-incurred immaturity. And I think this is the path towards a life with greater joy, a greater happiness in life. I think if we can release ourselves from our immaturity, we can live with less suffering. So I think that's where we need to start with understanding the ego. And I think the ego is an important topic because it is that self-defeating part of us. It is that part that is that is obsessed with self. And when we have this obsession with self, usually it leads to behaviors that really don't serve a greater purpose, don't serve any real reason as far as it means to the overall meaning of our life, the overall quality of life we live. And I think that's the uh, the message with ego. I don't know. I don't think ego is an evil thing. I don't think the ego is the enemy. Um, Ryan Holiday actually wrote a really fascinating book about ego, and he actually titled it Ego is the Enemy. Um, and in that book, he did a lot of research around how ego has defeated some of the past great successes. You know, we look up to um, in historians, you know, the people we look like Genghis Khan. Um, I mean, these people just had these powerful egos that ended up defeating them. And that's what they're saying about egos. It, it can become so controlling. You can become so obsessed with the self that it often causes a building up of emotions, of greed, of hunger, of it can, it can be negative emotions like sadness and things like that as well because we become so attached to this, this self-obsessed state that we lose all touch with the reality. We lose all touch with other. We lose all touch with the actual significance of life and what we're here to do. So I think that's a nice segue into into the ego. So let's just break it down a little bit more. So what is ego? Well, look, I'd firstly like to say that ego is that uh, part of self um, that we become obsessed with. Now, what is self? Um, we can't really identify self. Self is the conscious mind and the ego is a part of that mind that is obsessed with this self. And I don't think it's obsessed with the self as far as uh, a, a healthy obsession. I mean, we should be a little bit obsessed with ourselves. I really believe that, you know, we need to understand how we're feeling. We need to be connected internally to our bodily sensations, the feelings that they bring up, how our interaction, both body and mind, um, relate to the environment that we're in. Because if we can really understand how that makes us feel, uh, and that is part of the self, the conscious mind that it connects to this this term self, if that even exists, that is how we feel. And there, from there, that's how we can actually Enhance our life. We can, okay, well, look, something's not quite right in my life at the moment. What is that? Um, you know, and how can we bring balance to that? That might be a case where you look at some of the fundamental principles of life. You look at your relationships. You look at the growth that you're experiencing in life. You look at the, your state of health. Now, if any of these areas are not in balance, then there's going to be a discrepancy there, and we're going to have a sense of unease or dissatisfaction or annoyance or some level of difficulty that might show up. And therefore, then we focus on self and go, well, how can I bring balance to that? And that might be, well, okay, clearly what I'm eating at the moment isn't great for me. I need to clean up my diet. It might be the case that uh, something in my relationships world isn't working. And what can I do to fix up that? I I think, you know, even in in all these in these situations, we're thinking about ultimately ourself. And how we can bring balance to that. Because if we can bring balance to that, it's going to bring harmony to my life. And I can tell you now, within each of those areas, health, growth, and relationships, I absolutely believe if we don't have harmony there, if we don't have balance there, if if it's not um, aligned with what we want to live our life like, there will be struggle. There will be suffering. And that is all good reason, I think, to focus on the self and say, well, hang on, my relationships aren't good. Okay, well, what can I do about that? The tricky part gets to when it becomes an obsession with self. And I'd like to break that into perhaps two parts. If I can remember this, again, I'm speaking off the cuff, uh, straight from my head at the moment. So hopefully I can string this all together for you. But what I'm thinking is that number one, these, these, this obsession with self, meeting these self needs, are fine. If we can actually reflect on them and go, well, hang on, what is it about my relationships at the moment that is causing me some level of struggle or s- dissatisfaction or unease or suffering, whatever you might want to call it. And then how can we improve that? But rather than focusing on purely the self need there, that my relationships isn't good, I deserve better than this. This is where you can start seeing that obsession with self come about with I statements. I deserve better. be treated better I deserve for this relationship to be better whether that's with a loved one or you know a work relationship whatever it might be I mean we might look at it like that and understand that yeah that relationship is causing this discrepancy in our life it's causing this agitation at the moment and it's causing us some sense of suffering and we need to deal with that because we don't want to suffer but if we can look at it not from a level of I don't have this need met but rather this need isn't met what can I do to fix it? So it's, it's just sort of turning it around in more of a conducive way, a way that might actually seek us looking at, what, what can I do? What is in my control? Um, so rather than looking at it from a needs basis, victim mentality sort of approach, we can look at it from, okay, well, this is my life. This is my uh, discrepancy. This is my issue. What can I do about it to fix it up? And rather than focusing on exactly the self there, you know, improving something um, selfishly, maybe we could actually look at how we can enhance it for the other. And through doing that, maybe that will help us actually bring balance to this this need. Now, whether that's relationship, growth, health, um, it's, it's really about looking at taking responsibility, taking accountability for that. Um, And don't become so obsessed with this ego, feeling that you must have this, this need met and you deserve it, that it causes you not to actually deal with the root cause. Take responsibility, take ownership for it. I think that obsession with self, that accountability, that level of ownership will lead to a more conducive outcome going forward. I hope that makes sense. The other thing I think about the ego that we've become quite obsessed with that often causes us behaviors um, that aren't really great at all, is the obsession for our needs that haven't been met, that aren't really fundamental needs. They're not actual needs that are gonna ultimately change the quality of our life or the course of our future. Now, definitely needs around you know health, like if we don't eat or if we're eating poor, we're not exercising, if we're not stimulating the mind correctly, That could be detrimental to our longevity in life. That's for sure. But if we look at other needs like, you know, why didn't I get that pay rise? Why did he get that job over me? That doesn't, that doesn't, that's not right. I don't, I don't deserve that. That's the part of the ego that comes about. That's trying to protect itself. It's really trying to hold on to this story that it's defined by. And usually that's where the ego comes about with because we attach ourselves to these stories and these stories define our lives. And as soon as we start to alter for them, or as soon as some part of that story isn't actually showing up in our reality as it is expected to be, as we think it's to be based on that story that's been created through the conditioning of our past experiences in life, that causes frustration. And the ego doesn't like that. It doesn't like being told that it's it's not actually um, being met. It's it sort of Suffocates the ego a little bit. It, it it threatens the ego, and when the ego is threatened, that's when we start going. Oh, hang on! This is not good. This is not who I am. This is the story that I've I've attached myself to, and if I don't get this in my way and to satisfy this part of me, this part that's obsessed with the self, then that's going to affect this story, and that's going to affect my life, and that's not going to be good for me going forward. And we don't want that. So what we then do is we act in a way that's going to protect that. It doesn't matter how we act. We're just going to protect that story. Because the last thing we want to be doing is seen as the person that doesn't get their promotions, you know, whether that's in our home life or in the workplace immediately. You know, we don't want to be seen as that guy because we want to be seen. The story for us has always been that we get the promotions. We're the guy that, you know, steps up and moves along the ranks and has that position authority. And now that this person's been put in that position authority and I haven't that's going to affect that story. And, and I don't really want that. No one wants that. And it's not going to be good. So what I need to do now is is do something about it. And how do we act on that? How are we going to do anything about it? It's happened. It's out of our control, really. Um, all we can do really going forward is acknowledging that, yeah, it didn't happen this time. And you know it, it hasn't really affected my story. I am still who I am. And people are going to respect me for, for how I react to this. Um, or we could act out of spite. We could do something re- with revenge. We could. We could get, get angry. We could lose our temper. You know, all these things to try and protect our ego and, and make, a, make a scene um, because that's the story that we're so held on to. But look, sometimes things just won't happen that way. And this is where we come back to awareness and go, well, hang on, this didn't happen this way. And you know what? Not Me not getting that promotion, how is that really actually going to affect my life moving forward? What, what part of this is really going to have some level of significance um, when, I, when I leave this world, when I finish my life? Probably not much. Yeah, probably not too much. What will have more of an impact is how we react to this, how we let this affect ourselves and how we therefore let ego control our movements, our experiences, our behaviors moving forward from that moment. I think that's the part of the ego that we really got to be mindful of is that is that part of the ego that is obsessed with this current state, this current self, this current story that we've attached ourselves to. You know, if we get cut off in the traffic, for example, I think that's the part of the ego that comes out there. You know, we feel that we shouldn't have been cut off. How rude, I can't believe they've done that to me. I don't deserve that, but does it really matter? Like, yeah, he probably shouldn't have done it. He should have been more mindful of himself. We don't know what's going on in his world, but how am I gonna behave from that now? Am I gonna lose my control? Is that the story that I'm telling myself? Is that the story that I wanna keep telling myself? is by losing my control and losing my temper and getting in a fit of road rage, actually the direction I want to go forward. Because I know that if that is the reaction that we have, that's likely the reaction you'll have again and again and again. And again, that's just pleasing that ego. That's just feeding the ego. And I can tell you, most of those circumstances where we feel some sort of need hasn't been met, we've somehow been hard done by, I think in those moments... You know, it really depends on how we react going forward and often, often how we feel we've been hard done by, how we feel we've been um, misinterpreted, how we feel our ego has been punished doesn't actually have any big impact. It's just a momentary thing and it'll move on more, more than anything. What will have an impact is how we behave and how that ego is satisfied or not satisfied and where that's in our control. Unless we allow the ego to control us. So I think, you know, we have to be mindful of how we behave based on these moments. There's also the ego that's obsessed with self that wants to look good. You know, we have this fundamental need of belongingness. And I think to fit in, sometimes our ego takes control and we think we have to be a certain way, do a certain thing, show a certain story to our external worlds because we think that will help us with our belongingness that we think that'll help us fit in and this is this is a crazy part about the ego because this is a fundamental need we do need that level of belongingness in our life I, th- I think relationships is a fundamental human need and if, if if we don't have quality relationships if we don't have that sense of belongingness that can have impact on our survival now evolutionary so we were, you know, evolved that way. where in groups; our level of survival was greater. So belongingness made sense. Um, however, you know, it can act, make us act in a stupid and silly ways sometimes. I've done it so many times. I mean, less and less. I think as I, as I grow and and grow older in age as well, um, perhaps you just give less shits about what the world thinks of you and how you show up, and. Rather than trying to fit in, you just belong because you are who you are. But see, the ego doesn't do that. And it's just so out there. I see it around me all the time where people are showing up and, and they want to you know, be seen as the person that has knowledge on a certain subject. So they always have to come in and talk. And that's just their ego, trying to take control, trying to put themselves attached to that story that they think um, is their story. And they don't have to be. Actually, it's sometimes quite annoying when people keep jumping in and trying to, to take the stage because that's how they, they wish to show up. Um, you know, how we do and how we act things, how we behave things, we've got to do it in a certain way to, to be seen um, as this certain figure. I believe that's the part that's obsessed with self. And often it means that we're not thinking about anyone else, we're just thinking about ourselves. How is this affecting me in this moment? That is the part that we're obsessed with, the self-obsession that is unhealthy. That is the part of the ego taking control. That is the part of our story really sitting at the forefront. And as I've come to realize is that it doesn't matter. And, and I often have this ego come about where I'm just thinking, no, I actually should be jumping in here. Or I should be doing something different here. I should be behaving in this way here because that's the sort of story that I've sort of given myself. And then I realise that actually, you know what? It doesn't really matter whether I do or not. The ego's trying to do it because he thinks it's that's the story that he's touched to, but it, it really doesn't matter. You know, I don't need people to see the photo of me driving a cool car. Now, there's times where I've thought about it and I thought, you know what? I don't need to be taking a photo, taking a selfie because I'm next to this car and that might give me that image that I want to be seen as, you know? I look at... Um, Look at a lot of the things I do, like reading books. I um, I love I love the idea. My ego loves the idea uh, that I read a book a week and I review a book a week on the, my podcast. My, I love the idea that I've got a bookshelf full of books. And if I look at this need, I mean, this has just come from a need because I've perhaps always felt a little bit insecure about my intelligence, and perhaps you know, reading a book a week and having a bookshelf full of books um, helps satisfy that part of the ego that. Um, you know, feels hard done by um, with this belief about this sense of intelligence. Now, I don't know if that is the case at all. That's just one of the reflections I've had in the past, and that's the one I bring up. But you know what? It doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter to anyone else. And what matters more to me is how I can actually use whatever I have learned, whatever I do know, to benefit someone else. That's more conducive than trying to uphold some sort of image, some sort of story, some sort of satisfaction Um, that only I can benefit from through my ego, because I can tell you what, mostly when we try and satisfy the needs of our ego, it doesn't benefit anyone else. It actually usually weakens um, our our perception in the marketplace, our perception out there in reality. I think we can best do is letting go of the ego and trying to be our natural selves, trying to be this authentic self rather than the self driven by ego that's driven by these superficial needs that actually don't serve a purpose in the overall meaning uh, and fulfillment of our life, our, the overall the level of joy uh, in our life. I actually think by trying to fulfill the needs of the ego continuously and then having needs not met, things that we expect to happen, you know, raising the expectations of, of our life causes a lot of suffering as well. So I think if we can just let go of that stuff, lose the attachment to the story understand that we don't need to show up like that. We don't need to try and satisfy this self obsession because it doesn't actually um, get expressed externally. It's all purely internally, it's all purely a self obsession. What we can better do is look at how we can use the self, use this story that who we are and what we know and, and how we want to be and how we want to lead others, use that story to serve others. Stop thinking so heavily about the self and how we need to be in this particular moment. But think about how us being in this moment can benefit others. So look, this is a little bit of a story about the ego that I've just decided to record. I don't know what value is in this episode, guys, but I would love to hear your thoughts. It is about uh, eight o'clock here at night and I need to go make some dinner now. So look, connect with me at thehiddenwire.com my email address is there thehiddenwireguy at gmail.com you can also connect with me on facebook and twitter and instagram but the way you're best going to reach me is email or facebook messenger if you want to say good day, reach out to me let me know what your thoughts are on this jump onto the hiddenwire podcast and leave your um leave your thoughts in the show notes there as well guys it's been great thank you for tuning in today until next time peace passion and purpose see you soon There you have it, ladies and gentlemen, guys and girls. That is my solo rant for this week. Guys, I really hope you enjoyed it. I hope you've received some value. Guys, it is my goal. It's my wish that each of these episodes that I do, you are left feeling a little bit more inspired, perhaps even a little bit more educated. I want to really share with you my thoughts, my perspectives, the things that I'm learning, perhaps even some tools and practices that can help you transition from a life with unease, a life that is sufferable, a life that is maybe filled with hate or regret, to a life that is beautiful, a life that has a deeper sense of joy and happiness present at each moment, regardless of the pleasure or pain that you might be experiencing in that given moment. Guys, if you love The Hidden Why, if you love what I'm doing here, you can support the show in a number of different ways. Firstly, you can subscribe. Subscribe to the podcast and subscribe to my newsletter at thehiddenwhy.com. If you have the time and haven't already, you can leave us a review on iTunes. It's a one-to-five-star review with a quick comment. You can also connect with me, guys. I love your feedback. I love your suggestions. I love your comments. So connect with me at thehiddenwhy.com. You can leave comments in any of the show notes that you listen to there. You can also reach me directly through my email address and in any of the social media platforms available there. You can also support the show by using the Amazon links within each of the show notes. And that does help support the show. Guys, that's really it. Other than that, go out there. Breathe more passion into every single moment. Do everything with greater purpose. And in doing so, you will discover your hidden why. You will discover a life with greater meaning, freedom, fulfillment, and happiness. Thank you.